0: Welcome to The Real Deal with Jen Costa, your podcast for all things spiritual, where I take you along on my journey through life, and we talk about mediumship, all things woo, and everything in between. Let's get started. Welcome to Intuitive Kids, Then and Now. In this subseries, I'll be chatting with experienced intuitives, mediums, and psychics about their childhood experiences with intuition and psychic abilities. Through these conversations, I aim to offer a sense of community and reassurance to you, the listeners, that you're not alone on this spiritual journey. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the series, Intuitive Kids, Then and Now. Today, my guest is Brie Millar, who also goes by Daylight Oracle, Bree is a psychic medium and intuitive guide. Growing up, she was very psychic and an empathic child, but it wasn't until a life-altering car accident that she became dedicated to working with her abilities. Ultimately having to leave a successful career as a teacher, she was able to find healing and magic through mediumship and other modalities such as Reiki and angel connections. And welcome to the podcast, Brie.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Jen. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Um, did I say your name correct?
1: <laughs> it's Miller, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, what, right.
0: I'm going to blame it on like the Red Sox because we had a player Kevin Millar and I see that and I just want to say Millar. So You know,
1: I think it probably originally was pronounced that way. It's it's my married name, but uh, my husband's family's French and so I think it's probably like correctly pronounced Millar, but they've just angli- they? anglinized it or whatever England <laughs> whatever that word is. Um yeah, so they pronounce it Miller. But
0: <laughs> Okay, awesome. Um, I'm super excited to talk to you today because I don't know, ever since I've met you, I was just like, I love Bree's energy. She's just like chill. Like, I feel oh, like I'm you. fire, but then you're like chill. And I'm like, I could hang out with her and it just, <laughs> it would work. Right. Totally. So you were actually the first person I thought of when I was going to do the series. And I was like, that's interesting. What This is wild. Why? I don't know. I don't know anything about your childhood. I don't know anything about things you went through back, you know, as a kid or a teenager. But I literally kept getting Breeze the first one. It's the first one to go out. And I was like, okay, got it. So I was like, let's do this. So we finally got around to it. And I am super excited to hear all about you. So we'll just dive right in. And what were you like as a kid, <laughs> as an empathic, like you mentioned, a psychic and an empathic child?
1: Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I love that. And it's actually something I'm like secretly really passionate about is making sure that we as like parents and adults really nurture um our, like, our, what's that quote? There's a quote that's like, we're responsible for um, our children's childhood. And I don't currently have children of my own yet. I do plan on having them someday, but it's something that really, I get really fired up about, but I don't talk about it very often. So I find it fascinating that you were able to kind of like pick up on that. Um, Because yeah, like I was born to very loving parents, but very emotionally immature and damaged parents who came from very abusive backgrounds themselves. And so, you know, they they tried their best, but essentially my childhood was very controlling. They were very religious. Um and I, you know, they had a nice little box of what they thought that little Bree should be and I came in with very, you know, big wild energy and I was just full of life. I mean, if you know human design, I'm I'm a manifester and like shout out to any parent of manifestor children. We are really hard to parent because manifestors don't like being controlled and like, you know, sorry about your luck, but when you're a kid, like you, like there are rules, right? So I totally feel for my mom. I, you know, like I was probably not a very easy child to raise with my big energy. Um, but I just remember, You know as a child being really curious and drawn to things and not being allowed to explore them because of the religious areas that you know the 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 religious um, upbringing that i had so you know some examples i can think of would be like um you know imaginary friends or like you know being really really scared like inexplicably scared of like the dark at night. I could feel things around me. Um, you know, I swore there was like a boogeyman in the basement, <laughs> like typical kid things, but like now looking back and like, well, yeah, I'm really sensitive to energy. So I was probably picking up on like spirits around and that sort of thing. But, you know, instead of, you know, having parents that nurtured that or like talked to me about it, it was just shut down. Um, I can remember uh, one time I got a, it was like, you know, those little troll wish doll things yes, from like the nineties. Do you remember those? Yes. So I, I got that as a gift for my birthday. Um, I can't remember how old I must've been. Like, I don't know, five or six probably. And I wasn't allowed to have it because it had to do with magic. So my mom actually wow. threw it in the garbage and like I wasn't even allowed to have it. And I remember getting out of bed at night and like running downstairs, like trying to go through the garbage and find it. And I never did. Um, so like, I also like recently bought myself one. So like we're healing that inner child, totally. <laughs> which I absolutely love, but just, you know, looking at that and realizing like, okay, I was really drawn to elementals and like, you know, that little troll and those sorts of things. And then it wasn't until I was sort of a pre that I started, I was like obsessed with, um, what do we call it back then? ESP. Do you remember that? And it was like, there are all all these books on like um, telekinesis and um, clairvoyance and that kind of stuff. And I was obsessed. I used to go to the library and like sneak these books home because my parents would flip if they ever found me reading them. And looking back, it's like, I was so desperate to get confirmation that I was one of these things that I, not that I had telekinesis, like that'd be fantastic, (laughs) but more the clairvoyance. Um, cause I had a lot of those, um, I don't want to call them symptoms. Cause that sounds like i <laughs> like, there's something wrong, but I had a lot of those, you know, like I could find things that were lost, um, so on and so forth. And so that looking back was kind of my first clue. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, a, a really good indicator. Like when your child is really interested, especially as they start to get older in a lot of those different things, like clue number one, for sure. Um, And then just being like a super empathic child, I grew up with a mom who's like a little volatile in our emotions, right? And Mm -hmm. so I got very good at an early age, sensing other people's emotions and sensing, you know, when the other shoe was about to drop sort of thing. And so I think that was really hard as I started to get older and not having, you know, a parent figure or someone telling me like, Hey, this is why you're feeling this you know, like these aren't your emotions. These are other people's emotions. Like, um, you know, I think as an empathic child, it's really scary because you don't understand like why you're feeling this. Like you have all this like emotional turmoil happening inside of you. And like, oh my gosh, it's hard enough being a kid or a teenager already and trying to figure out what's going on without having to deal with everyone else's emotions that are going on at the same time. So that, you know, was definitely a challenge. And then I find it so interesting. Cause then like little teenager Brie, um, I was obsessed with tarot cards and this is like before the days of like hardcore internet, right? This is like the nineties. Um, and so I really didn't have access to like anything. So I remember sneaking to like chapters and buying like the only tarot deck that they had. And I used to hide it in under my mattress. Like I cut a slit in my mattress and used to hide oh, wow. my tarot cards under my mattress. And like, I didn't really understand how to work with them or anything like that, but I just remember like that, like grade nine, 10 kind of era. My friends, I used to pretend we were like witches and I was really interested in like Wicca and tarot and like all of this stuff. And um, I find that so fascinating because it's like, it's truly like a calling. Like it wasn't something that I consciously decided to do. I mean, heck, it would have been a lot easier if I wasn't interested in this stuff and having to like, stuff it in my mattress.
0: So, I get that. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, you know, I, I'd say like my early adult years, I kind of um you know was really focused on university and that kind of stuff, but like very quickly came right back around and was interested in like I got some, you know, Oracle and tarot decks as a young adult and was really into crystals and that sort of stuff. And then it wasn't until my car accident happened that that was when I was like, okay this Is more than just a hobby now. Like, we really need to, uh, like, buckle down and really start honing my abilities and like developing and like getting really clear with stuff. So, that, I would say that's sort of when, um, I, I, I had like multiple spiritual awakenings leading up to my car accident, but mm-hmm. the car accident was like the big one. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like we're guiding me along the right path, and like, I wasn't listening, <laughs> I was yep. so focused on my career, and like, oh, it's just like a fun little hobby, I'll pull some Oracle cards once in a while. And then it was like, no, we need you to do this. And it was like, yeah. okay. So yeah, that's kind of the, the timeline I would say. <laughs> of How
0: it all happened. Yeah. So, and your career, you mentioned you were a teacher.
1: I was. Yes.
0: So what grade, what, what did you teach?
1: So I taught different things. So I worked primarily in special education, um, but I was also a high school teacher, but I worked at a school specifically for the blind. Um, so all of my students were blind. So I taught high school English and like family studies to students that were blind. um so like nine through 12. Um, which was amazing. And then I also worked with um, deafblind kiddos. So a lot more uh, multiply-involved special needs. And I worked with students with autism for a little while. And uh, yeah, just kind of like, it's all in the same school, but just kind of like bounced around to different departments. And uh, it was really an, an amazing job. I absolutely loved it. Um, and then my most recent position, I was actually traveling around the province to support other teachers to work with kids that were deafblind. Um, as like an outreach program. So that was really cool too. Um, Cause the impact is just crazy that you're able to yeah. have so many different people. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, now, it was really fun.
0: <laughs> I'm curious with working with a very different, like not public high school, you know, people with different um, disabilities blind. And did you find that you're like Empathicness or intuitiveness, like played a role looking back now, do you, were you like, Oh, I understood this when maybe someone who wasn't open and aware to their intuitive anything, um, or been able to put words to it anyway, like,
1: like again, at the time, like not super aware of it, but totally looking back, it's especially, you know, when I was working with the populations that were nonverbal, like a lot of my students were nonverbal and like Mm -hmm. very multiply involved. And I would just kind of know, what they needed. Right. Or just like sense to be like, Oh, like we're a little upset today because of this change in the schedule. And like, I don't know that that's really what's going on, but it would just, it would work. I'd be like, Oh, like this student, he, he wants this right now. And like, then he would settle, you know, like those sorts of things where a hundred percent intuitive, like I just knew, um, or like on some level, like we're communicating more psychically. Um, cause that's something else too, that, you know, looking back students with, um, like special needs or like nonverbal, like I same with it's similar for like animal communication, how it's like, you know, you're communicating psychically with each other because they can't verbalize to you. Mm-hmm. Um so I really feel like a lot of that was happening as well. Like, you know, and it, there's something so beautiful about working with students with special needs because they're they're not trying, they're not guarded, they're not like trying to like hide who they are, they are just themselves. You know, they just shine this like beautiful light that they have and, you know, they don't have any like conditioning or like any of the, like the really human things that we struggle with. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful experience working, working with them, but yeah, I would definitely say that my, my closet psychic abilities were helping me quite a bit in those situations. And even like with the high school students, um, like being an empath, I could sense, right. Like, I'm like, Oh, they don't get this. Or like, oh, okay, they're all a little on edge right now. Or like, what happened at recess? Something's going on, like their energy's off. Or yes. I had some students with like major behaviors Um, and like right away I could tell. I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be a rough day. They're on edge. i got to make sure like I'm not setting them off or whatever. And it's interesting because my classroom actually had one of the lowest rates of um like incidents for mm-hmm. like these behavior students. Um, And a lot of them like did really well in my class and like, not that I'm the most amazing teacher in the world, but I do think being empathic has something to do with that. Cause I would just be able to kind of those spidey senses would be going yeah. and you're like, Oh, okay, here's what we're going to do to like, you'd almost know what they needed before they did. And so you just kind of like, you know, inception It almost <laughs> like you make them think that they came up with the idea, but really you're like, here's what you need right now. <laughs> so yeah.
0: I, I think that's amazing though, because you can do this work or like, you don't have to go be a psychic medium per se and do readings and that. It's like, you can bring that into any kind of job or modality that you do. And that's actually fascinating to hear. I didn't know any of this. I knew you were a teacher, but I didn't know, like (laughs) to this extent, I'm like, Oh,
1: Mm.
0: you know, especially with nonverbal people, my mom used to work with special ed kids and it's, it's hard. It can be very Mm -hmm. difficult, but to be able to read that just like you read anyone anyway right but like we can't help it we read people when we meet them it's just it happens Mm -hmm. um what a skill and I wonder if there are jobs out there where a lot of people maybe not even a lot of people but some people are drawn to that like whether it's nursing I knew I was a police officer before so I'm like there is some of the most intuitive people I know and they're like they would be like this psychic medium stuff is crap you know
1: (laughs) but you have to be because you're dealing with like these volatile situations especially as a police officer and you're like wanting to de-escalate it before it so you, you almost need to be like one step ahead or like be super in tune to the emotions or like the feelings of whoever you're communicating with exactly and, like, this is something I'd I love to talk about actually is the importance of um, realizing that like once you have a spiritual awakening and like you know, you're like, Oh, what's my like life purpose. I got to figure out what to do. And everyone always is like, i got to be like a psychic of some kind. I'm like, well, no, like not necessarily because your purpose could be that like, you still work a nine to five in the office, but you're influencing those people in that nine to five in such a beautiful way or like whatever, or like maybe you volunteer and that's your life purpose or something. Like, I think we kind of get tunnel vision and we're like, Oh, okay. Like you know, you have intuitive intuitive abilities. Like that's it. You're gonna go and you know be, yeah, like a, a medium or like that's it. That's all you can do. Absolutely.
0: No, I totally get that. And I'm like, oh man, she's reading me right now because <laughs> that's how I feel currently at the moment. <laughs> like I don't fit certain molds, and I'm like yeah. trying to figure out where to go with it. But no, this is fascinating. It makes me think of so many different things. But um, and I, I would want say to jump... too,
1: like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. I am just gonna say out. like circling back to like having intuitive children, that's something else to keep in mind too, is like, you know, I've talked to people that have intuitive children and they're like, oh, well, like she doesn't want to go to college. She just wants to do spiritual stuff. And like as a teenager, I'm like, okay, (laughs) like that can be wonderful and magical. Um, I will say firsthand, it's real hard to make a living um, just doing like spiritual things. I, I think it's far more common that people have it as Kind of like their side hustle or like something they do like evenings and weekends, but it's important not to have that tunnel vision. You know that you can still be this like beautifully awoken soul that's like you know so high vibe and like totally in your abilities and still work a very human job because the reality is like we still live in the 3D. Like we're still having a human experience, and you can wake up and remember like who you are and why you came here, but like, you still got to pay your rent and like, you know, like do the human things. So I think that that's just an important thing to keep in mind. It's not that, you know, you can't, you know, ever be very successful as a medium or anything like that. But I, you know, especially if you, you do have intuitive children, it's important to just like have a backup plan, you know, like if you're really interested in mediumship, like go to school for entrepreneurship or something business, like have something that is going to support you so that you're not trying to build an entire business from lack. I feel like I could go off on a tangent and do a whole other podcast episode on this, but, um, yeah, that's something I would say like, as like intuitive teenagers, something to support, um, that they can use those abilities in other ways, like a police officer. It's a beautiful, beautiful example of like a a, a career or like an industry you wouldn't assume is very like intuitive and woo woo, but would really help you. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) totally. And it's almost like any job, right? You wouldn't, if you go into one thing with that tunnel vision of I'm going to do this, who says one, you like it. And like, I'm a person who can't just do one thing. I wish I could, I really have tried (laughs) and it doesn't work. I get bored. And I'm like, I need to be doing multiple different things in different ways. Otherwise I'm out like,
1: I think that's beautiful too, though, because you shouldn't just do one. We're not meant to like work one job until we die. Like you're meant to have multiple experiences. And, you know, when I was a teacher, I actually was a waitress at the same time. And I loved it because teaching was like my brain job. And then like serving was my, like my social outlet. I loved it. And I got to meet like so many different people. And like, I, it was like a totally different part of my personality and most of the people, in each of my jobs, didn't know that I was a teacher or didn't know that I was a server because they were like it's like two different worlds. Yeah. Um. But like I loved it, and I will probably never just work one job. I think that that's you know I think it's important to stay because otherwise you get bored.
0: You know, yes, <laughs> like I you get just
1: that. like sucks the soul out of you after a while. You got to have different things to keep lighting you up.
0: <laughs> totally, that I totally understand. Um, I want to go back to for some reason like you in elementary school mm. and do you have any memories or like when you say you were empathic as a child and it makes me think of my daughter when she was in kindergarten a lot she was very highly sensitive to noise to emotions to people's emotions um and anything very loud startling um, and just overall in general basically everything (laughs) so i'm curious (laughs) if looking back now being older, you're like, Oh, I recognize this, that when I was a kid, I felt, or I saw, or I knew.
1: Mm -hmm. So this is so interesting that you're being drawn to talk about elementary school. Cause that was, um, up until grade two, I had great elementary school. I absolutely loved my friends and it was fantastic. And then we moved. And so we moved to a completely different little small town and um, never really fit in with the group. So I was actually horrifically bullied from about grade three all the way to about grade 11. Um, And so I spent most of that time in isolation actually. Um, So yes, was very sensitive to my surroundings and like didn't really like loud environments and felt like super uncomfortable. And I would actually usually usually like eat my lunch in the bathroom or something. And like looking back, that's like withdrawal, right? Like it's too Mm -hmm. much, it's overstimulating. I wanna just be alone. Um, And if you know human design, I also have a two line in human design, which is the Hermit. So like, we're not surprised. Um, But I had a really hard time fitting in with my peers just because of all the bullying. Um, And again, not that I'm making excuses, but in human design as a manifestor, we do have a bit of that repelling aura and we do have really big energy. So if someone is not familiar with manifestor energy, they're like, Whoa, what is that? That's different. Right. Um, I mean, some of those kids were kind of wicked and didn't have to be so mean, but, um, so yeah, I think that also looking back really helped to hone my empathic abilities being outcasted so much and like being on the outside looking in of all of these social situations and then trying to get a read on things before things would happen um you know like it's sensing I'm like oh gosh they're talking together like something's gonna happen they're gonna do something to me you know they're they're cut, they're like you know what I mean like just it made you be like hyper vigilant in those situations um and then too it's like I believe everything happens for a reason so I do feel like it kind of helped Push me to the fringes and be like, okay with, um, not having super close friends and not having to like be one of the sheep <laughs> that like mm-hmm. does everything the exact same way everyone else does. And like, I'm okay to like be my own person and do my own thing. And, um, and I also found like, once I got to high school, I was friends with the people on the fringes, you know, like yeah. the outcasts, like, you know, mm-hmm. like the drug drug crew, which like they really were not druggies, but like, that's how they got, you know, Um, because those are like the most accepting people, you know, they would, because we're all outcasts and we Mm -hmm. all just kind of like banded together. And like, those are my people. Um, and I find too, like moving forward into my work, those are the people I'm drawn to work with. You know, the people that are struggling that are like deep in the darkness and like, they're in the tunnel and like life really sucks right now, or they struggle with depression, mental health. Like those are my people. Mm-hmm. Um, not like the little sunshine people that like everything is going amazing for and like yeah. love, love you if that's you, but those generally don't tend to be the people that want to work with me. Um, so I do feel like that, you know, really terrible time that I had, in my life really helped to create who I am today and like help support that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did, did happen for a reason, but like bullying is just, it's just awful. And I can't imagine what it's like nowadays. Like this was before yeah. like we had MSN, like that was really, and you can log yeah. off. Like it's, no, we social didn't have media. like cell phone, social media, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's another, uh, another cause that grinds my gears that I can go off on tangents about is bullying, but um, yeah,
0: no, that's, it's definitely not, easy these days. And I don't envy it's the same thing. I didn't grow up with. There was no phones in school. It no. was the old school path. I'm like, wow, I sound like my mom. <laughs> right. <I don't>
1: know. <laughs> we were that like, special... it
0: it's different. It is different yeah. now. And I, I don't envy any of the kids nowadays in that way of, wow, that's, it's a lot.
1: And I would say too, like, if you, particularly nowadays, if you have an empathic child, it's really just trying to support them if they are experiencing bullying, or they are having a hard time fitting in with their peers, Mm -hmm. because I I think that it's, it's really easy to see how different we can be. Like if you have a really psychic child or like we say weird things, or we say things that like, you know, and kids and people, humans don't like things that are different. Yes. Right, and so right away they can identify. They're like, "There's something different about you. I don't really know mm-hmm. what it is, but like you're just a little, little weird, a little off, or whatever." And so like that could be really disheartening and like demoralizing to mm-hmm. to you when you're going through this. So I think even if you don't have the same experience, like maybe high school is amazing for you, <laughs> like you absolutely loved it, you have no idea why your child is struggling. Trust that they are, and just listen and just be there is the yeah. best thing you can do, and just help them to understand why they're feeling this way, what empathy is, how to work with it, how -hmm. to turn it down a little bit if they want to, you know, how to control it. If you can't help them with this, find a mentor that can. There's, you know, lots of people out there that work with the psychic kids and help them learn how to hone their abilities just so that if nothing else, they understand what's going on and they don't feel like something's wrong with them. I think that's so important.
0: Yeah. Cause it can be very overwhelming even as an adult. Totally. So I can't imagine as a kid being like, what is all this and not knowing yeah. the difference between what my feelings are and what I'm feeling from other people. Cause Absolutely. it all feels the same.
1: And like, just not like, I didn't have anyone to talk to you about it. And so like, that was really hard. And looking back, it's like, oh, that would have been so amazing. Just have like an understanding person to say like, Hey, I believe you. Like, I understand here's what you're experiencing. And like, as a kid, like, I didn't know any different, like, this was just how I'd always felt. And so looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, if someone had just been like, Hey, little Brie, like, here's what's going on. (laughs) Here's why you feel this way. Um, yeah, that would have like just helped so much. And like, I think, I don't want to say like, help me fit in better with my peers, but at least Mm -hmm. help me be able to like, maybe tone it down a little bit around people. So, cause I used to say like, weird things or like i was super psychic so i'd say things like i can't i can remember some like like little random examples or i'd be like oh like you know i'd tell them what they had for dinner i was like oh like you had salmon last night for dinner and they'd be like how do you know that like you're weird are you stalking me like that like, kind of stuff Right. i don't
0: know it just popped in my head I was like, I it just pops in
1: my head like and i didn't have a filter where i didn't know like i wasn't supposed to say these things um and kids are mean right? So you get branded really quick as like the weirdo uh, who says weird things. Um, So yeah, I I would say definitely not that you want to help your child suppress it, but just help them be able to control it if they want to, or at least understand what it is that's happening.
0: Especially from like a social emotional level of, okay, (laughs) school's Mm -hmm. weird. Kids are weird. This is a tough time, especially like middle school. Yes. Time, right totally. middle school is no joke I don't rem- I don't uh, I don't know <laughs> if anyone actually liked middle school I don't know right? it's like, a
1: tough yeah maybe like one or two of like the jocks really did well but yeah. Yeah, the rest of us it's a Struggle. it's just an awkward time like hormones and you know no no yeah. one really has a great time
0: <laughs> so then along those lines um as a one former teacher who's dealt with kids in many different ways um and just being an intuitive empathic child, how how can parents support like a struggling kid, especially if like, you know, a lot of parents, like they might be like, what, this is weird. Like, they're not into it. Like I happen to be into it. So my daughter lucked out, I got into it, like, it just worked out. And I was like, Oh, this is what this is. And she's, she said weird things to me. And I'm like, Okay, but we have conversations now. So she's lucky in that manner. But it's hard because a lot of people are skeptics, right? Even though people are intuitive, the phone calls and they're like, oh God, that's probably my mom and it's their mom, right? Yeah, and You're totally. like, that's intuitiveness. Like, hello, yes. you know, very simple. Doesn't have to be weird. Um, how could parents who are more intuitive, one, like take, who are who not, I'm sorry, parents who are not intuitive take a step back and be like, okay, I know this is a little strange, but like, here's maybe some ways you could help your child. And I know we went to a little, but if you're like, okay, this is what maybe even more, I wish my parents did, or like how, from my experience, I think could be helpful.
1: So number one, I would say when presented with something different, we can find that really challenging. So you, when you have a very intuitive, like psychic empathic child, they're going to start challenging your belief system. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they respond to that angrily, they shut down, they put up boundaries and they're like, no, here's the little box you're supposed to go in. Don't tell me what to believe. I'm the parent, you're the kid. And you get into this, like, you know, this, like, um, it's like a tug of war. Right. And it's like, you're like imposing your will on them. And so like, don't do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah it's hard. It's really hard to have your like entire belief system challenged, especially like, you know, um, littles do this a lot. Like the little guys, they'll start talking about like life before they were born or like maybe different lives or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know I was listening to one podcast and the little guy was talking about it. He's like, oh, I remember when that tree was planted and it was like a 200 year old tree. Yeah. And his mom's like, what are you talking about? You don't, yeah. don't respond like that. Just be like, <laughs> okay. Respond with curiosity. Yes. Okay, I'm not saying you have to like change your entire belief system overnight. Just respond with curiosity, ask questions, be open. Okay? That's really important. Um because otherwise what happens is like if you respond to that like, "What? No you don't." Like you don't remember when that tree was planted, your child's going to start shutting down and stop wanting to share things with you. And this mm-hmm. goes for a lot of things. Like if they can't, you know, share a memory they feel they have with you, you know, as a teenager, they're not going to want to share like, you know, deeper emotions and things like Mm -hmm. it's just about cultivating that relationship. So first and foremost, respond with curiosity, be open, be curious, learn from them. Okay. These like children are these like beautiful little lights that are here to help us grow and help us to, um, just evolve Right and like change can be scary, evolving can be scary. Um, it's very uncomfortable. You and I were joking about this before we got on the podcast that like I've had enough up levels. Like, wow, like I'm good. I don't want any enough more change.
0: change. No right. change. I'm good. Thanks.
1: Like we kind of joke about it, but like it's really uncomfortable. And so, you know, just taking a step back and like giving yourself some grace and being like, hey, this is really challenging. This is I'm a little. This is making me really uncomfortable. Um. And then from there, I would invite parents to either consider like uh, learning about intuitive abilities and empathy and like those not like empathy in that sense, but like being empathic and Mm -hmm. um, those sorts of things, or if they really feel like they can't find that child, someone to talk to who can, Um, that's a tough one, you know? So like, it's really tough to trust another person with Um, guiding your child on things like this that you maybe don't understand or aren't comfortable with, um, but it's really important for, for their development and like their mental health, especially as they get older, Um, you know, but like, I would invite them to listen to a couple podcasts, like, you know, start following some accounts on Instagram. And like, you know, if you have a super empathic and like highly, highly intuitive child, you're probably pretty psychic yourself, even if you're shut down about it. Right. Yes. Like typically, super psychic children are not just like born into very mundane families. Like, you probably mm-hmm. have some underlying abilities that you've just suppressed. Awesome. Um, and often, too, like, highly psychic children are coming in to break generational trauma, generational barriers, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Like, very uncomfortable, uh, but a beautiful opportunity for a lot of healing. As if when you get triggered by something or something makes you feel uncomfortable, there's an opportunity for healing there. Um, so it's like, it's a beautiful opportunity. And like, I think it's really sad when parents, um, don't see it that way. They don't see it as this like beautiful healing opportunity and they try to suppress it and like, kind of like my childhood. <laughs> you know? yeah. And instead of it being this like beautiful healing experience for everyone, um, we now have like a really disjointed kind of, um, you know, challenging relationship as an adult and it doesn't have to be that way you know
0: and that can also make a lot more work for you as an adult and be Mm -hmm. like now I have to go figure this out you know 20 something years later after when I get to the point where I'm okay to work through it and it's not easy um I mean it's good but like if you could have had that and I speak for myself also on this like I mean I didn't have anything happen until like my 30s so I'm like whoa (laughs) This is a lot and it can be really intense. Um, And it does, it can affect your mental health. If you ignore, even when I do work, it affects my mental health. There are days that I'm like, oh, good Lord, come on, give me a break. Yeah. But there are other days where I'm like, I feel wonderful. The world is great. <laughs> There's you know? so
1: much magic everywhere. Yeah.
0: Literally. You're like, this is, per- oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. And the next day I'm like, I hate everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, the polarity is fantastic. It's just like a roller coaster of life. I totally yes. get that.
0: <laughs> oh man, this is great. Um, So this is super helpful, I think, especially for parents, because it is a hard thing to take, especially with Hollywood, the portrayal of these things, Mm -hmm. they like to dramatize everything. Even like I was talking to someone the other day about the Psychic Kids podcast that he put on TV and I was watching it and it's like, yeah, there were good things that came from it. And I was glad these kids and families found connection because that's really in the end what they were looking for. They were like, are we crazy? Are our kids crazy? And they were like, wait, no, they're not. But the Hollywood dramatizes things. So I think in our world, we're like, we're normal people like living life. It's not that dramatic. I mean, there are things that are intense, but um, do you think like those shows help or hurt or if there's a mix? I that's a really complicated, loaded question, but I'm curious.
1: I would say it's a mix. Like I think awareness is always great. So we're like bringing awareness to things similar to how like all the shows about mediums are like making mediumship a little bit more mainstream makes it really challenges, challenging as a reader to be like, yes. actually, that's not what immediate mediumship reading always looks like. Yes. But so I would say that exact thing where it's like, most children are very intuitive and like very psychic because they haven't had conditioning yet. They mm-hmm. come into this world, they still remember like where yes. they came from in spirit and like past lifetimes, maybe, you know, like these sorts of things. And like, it's our parenting and it's like our society that very quickly teaches them to shut that down. Right. And so, you know, I've had people say to me before, they're like, I think, you know, I think my preteen psychic, like she needs to, like, she needs to learn about this, like, or something bad's going to happen. I'm like, no, nothing bad's going to happen if like they don't develop their abilities. That's okay. Yeah. Um, Just because you have a psychic child doesn't mean you just like sign them up for psychic lessons and they have to yeah. learn how to do psychic readings. Like, nothing bad will happen. When I say like, you know, bring them somewhere to help them learn. It's simply just to validate for them that they're not crazy and help them learn to control it in the sense to like, turn it down if they want to, that takes, that takes skill to be especially empathy, to -hmm. like learn how to turn that down. Um, so like, it's not that they need to like develop their abilities or something's going to happen. So, you know, I would say like, if you, I've seen that show that you're talking about, so I know exactly the one you're talking about. So, you know, when I look at that show and I look at those examples, a lot of it was just like validation for the child Yes. um, of like, Hey, yeah. Like, I think that was the tree story was on that show actually, where she was like driving by the house. That's where I remember it from. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Oh, like he was like, Oh, I remember that tree was planted or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's just, it's validation for the child. And like, for the parent to kind of, I want to say, like just have acceptance and like, be like, okay, yep. Yeah, this is, this is real. Like, I don't think we need to be quite so dramatic and like, you know, like get all these professionals involved and like drive to the family of the child who, th- you know, it was like what he was like a man reincarnated and he like met yeah. with the family. Like we don't really need to go into all of that. Um, yeah. But I would invite you as a parent to, not be that much of a skeptic that you need that level of validation to believe your child. Like, do you really need to drive to the family of the man who your son believes he's reincarnated as to interview them so you believe your son? Like, right. it's a little yeah. extra, no? Like, and what does that make your child feel? And like, he was a a different circumstance, or he was a little bit older too, and he yeah. still had these memories. Um, like my gosh, the poor kid. It's like, yeah, all right. Like, let's go interview my past family so that my mom will believe I'm not crazy. Like that's wild. No, it seems extreme.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's It's, it's It's like, just, just listen, just Just listen and be there.
1: Just believe them, you know, like believe that even if you don't believe it, that is their experience. And you need to believe that they, that is how they feel. That is the experience they're having and like, just be open to maybe learning something different, like learning mm-hmm. something that maybe challenges your belief system. Cause like, that's what kids are here for. They're here to teach us.
0: They right? are. They really be are open to learning. <laughs> they really are. Um, I want to go back to, you said you had a couple in, I'll call them, I say these words, but hesitantly spiritual awakenings. Mm-hmm. We'll just say like, you were like, I know what something's happening, like experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think words carry so much meaning. That's why I'm like hesitant, but so we'll say spiritual awakenings. That's fine. Um, what were those like, what ages were you? And I know there was a couple leading up to the car accident, but if you could go through those.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna try to remember as best as I can going back, I would say, um, it's so like early childhood. I, I just remember like before they will say before grade two, I just remember mm-hmm. being like so full of life. And like, I loved playing in deeply wooded areas and like bushes, mm-hmm. uh, fairy energy. Okay. It's like yeah, lots yeah. of fairy energy happening there. No one's surprised that knows me. Uh, I still do that. I'm still yes. like in the deep woods. So we love mm-hmm. that. And then it, I would say that, that time of like deep, deep bullying that I experienced from like grade three to pretty much 11, mm-hmm. um, That I didn't have many spiritual awakenings per se in that era, but it was a lot more about like getting really comfortable with being alone, being in my own energy, which like, Mm -hmm. if you know about psychic development, that's like the first thing you need to do (laughs) is like, get really comfortable with who you are in your own energy so -hmm. that you can start to sense other energies around you. So that was really interesting looking back. Um, I school definitely like little mini spiritual awakening there in the sense that I was getting really drawn to. Um, tarot cards and really starting to question my reality. Um, really feeling like very disenchantized with the church. I was raised mm-hmm. very Catholic. Um, and some of this is like normal teenage development where like yes. you do start to question you know, mm-hmm. um how you're raised, but it was like more than that. And like I desperately could not wait to leave and go to university. Um, university era was like we're super focused on just being free. So like, that yeah. was a great time. Loved that. and uh, and then I would say like, I pretty much was not interested in a lot of spiritual things until a really major breakup I had. Um, and I think most spiritual awakenings kind of go hand in hand with some kind of like major change upheaval. Um, I don't want to say something bad happening. Cause it's not always bad, but like just a big change in your life. Um, So I ended a five-year relationship and it was like, I was in my early twenties and it was really rough. And I, for the first time found myself alone again, um, Mm -hmm. because right after, you know, like right after high school, like in university, I was always surrounded by like friends or different boyfriends or, and then I was alone again. And so I would say that time was, um, a little mini spiritual awakening, the breakup of that relationship, because I got really interested in like crystals and cards. And I started having like, um, just like little things drop into my awareness. Or it'd be like this, like health and wellness expo. And I'd go and they were doing psychic readings there. And I was like, Oh, I've never had a psychic reading. What is like little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Right. And so like, that was one that I can remember. Um, interestingly, they, they, Kind of revolved around breakups, <laughs> so I had some like <laughs> um some other like really challenging breakups and things I went through, and like it would always kind of like up level a little bit yep. because it's like I find when you go through something like you know a big change, you're looking for answers, and a lot mm-hmm. of the time that kind of kickstarts a bit of a spiritual awakening because you start to look for answers sort of beyond your material world that you're in. Um, so yeah, those definitely were happening. Um, and it just, a lot of those spiritual awakenings were really gradual. It was kind of like, just like the breadcrumb analogy. I just said, like very Mm -hmm. much like that. Um, I started just getting a lot more sensitive. I remember being on a work trip up to like near Thunder Bay, Ontario here, which is like super far from where I live. It's like 20 hours North. And I woke up in the middle of the night and there was like probably about 20 figures standing at the edge, edge of my bed. Um, and I freaked because I had not had a lot of like crazy spiritual experiences like that since I was a kid. Um, yeah. And it was like, slowly, it's like, I'm starting to awaken. Like we're kind of rubbing off the, the yeah. grit do, here. You see them
0: with your eyeballs or yeah, like in your mind? my actual eyeballs. eyeballs. Yeah. I always love to clarify for people because there's a difference. Yeah. And people are like, <laughs> totally. wait, what? I don't want to see that
1: actual eyeballs. And yeah. what I learned later talking to my parents is both of my parents have a ton of ancestors from Thunder Bay. Um, they didn't meet in Thunder Bay. They met knew? Down in Oakville. Um, so looking back at that, I'm like, Oh, that was probably like ancestors being like, Hey, like time to wake up girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots of those, like little things. And then it just started like, it's kind of like we slowly were turning the radio dial back up on my awareness. And no. I started getting a lot more like animal visitations. Um, I remember one time I was, I was teaching an English class and I had a bald Eagle fly, like right at the window and like swoop up last second. Wow. Um, which when you're teaching a classroom full of blind students, I, cause I was like teaching Shakespeare and I'm like, Oh my God, and they're like, Oops. So what, like, I'd, what I'd, happened? I'd, explain like how big a bald eagle was and like how, why this was so crazy. But I ended up getting a permanent teaching contract like a week later. Um, so like stuff like that started to happen, but it was always yeah. like pretty gradual. Um, just like, you know, people sprinkled in to kind of like help increase my awareness. And then, then the car accident was a big one that was like, mm. you know, we went from like slowly increasing our awareness and I could feel this pull to really keep doing this, like keep, feeling into this and like find mentors. And um, I-, I remember like bartending, someone gave me a card for like um, a mediumship teacher. And at the time I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, like I'm really busy. Yeah. Like all of these little clues I was getting, but I wasn't listening. Yes. Um, you know, I remember seeing snails everywhere, like slow down, right? Not listening, not listening. Yeah. Um, and then the car accident happened and I actually experienced like my soul leave my body. Like I had a full disassociation Mm -hmm. Um, for about six months, I was like fully disassociated from my body. And I have very little memory of that time right after my car accident. And then actually my husband had a stroke. Um, and that's what brought me back. Oh my Uh, gosh. Yeah. 2020 was a really rough year for us. So, um, but that brought me back and it was kind of like, are you ready now? Like we got some work to do. And then it was like, it was just so wild because suddenly everything that I had been suppressing for so long was wide open. Mm-hmm. There were fairies in the garden and I could see them with my physical eyeballs and like, just like all of these things. And I felt like I was losing my mind because it was so quick. I went yeah. from little breadcrumbs to like, Hey, you go. Here we go. So like pros and cons having experienced both types of spiritual awakenings, I would recommend the breadcrumb method. Yes. Like- because everyone always wants to, like when you start down this road, you're like, I I want to be like fully aw- awoken, like, let's do this. And you're like, hey, sometimes slower is better. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I agree. We're really jarring.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: but yeah, like that's kind of, kind of the evolution, but it was like really slow and gentle to begin with. I just wasn't really good at listening. Mm-hmm. I like had a couple, you know, Oracle decks and like got it. A- I used to get like readings and things and like but never, never listened to the signs I was getting where it's like, Hey, find a mediumship teacher. I was like, yeah, I'm too busy. Yeah. I'm focused on my job. Like, sorry. And like, then it it took like taking my job away. So like, because of my car accident, I had to go on medical leave and like, I'm unable to return to teaching. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I'm just like based on my injuries. But, um, then it was like, I was, I had the silence because it was like, When you're not working, I was working like probably 60, 70 hours a week between both Mm -hmm. jobs. And then I had nothing. I just had silence and it was like, oh shit. Okay. (laughs) I'm listening now. You have my attention because that car accident just like stopped me and, you know, all right, let's, let's do this. I'm like, I literally felt like I was completely losing my mind, but I just went with it. Um, And it turned into like, you know, I like the car accident was terrible and I do miss my old life, but this life I have now is filled with so much magic. And I feel like I am that little girl again, like little, little Brie. I feel like this is her now. Like I, I, you know, I really feel like all the experiences I had, like as a small child, I'm just like remembering them now. And every once in a while I get gifted like a little memory I forgot, or like Mm -hmm. something like that, which is like really healing. So we're we're healing the inner child as well (laughs) as we continue on. So.
0: And it's really interesting though, It makes me think of like when you're a kid and you have these experiences and you're intuitive, it's not something that goes away. You're going to have it through your whole life, whether you choose to ignore it and it will be quieter sometimes and louder sometimes. So for kids or parents who are just becoming aware of this, and if your kids are younger, I think it's, I'm really happy you had all this experience because (laughs) giving them a, a reason to be like, Hey, address it. Like, yeah. however you need to, don't ignore it and push it off and just be like, it'll go away because clearly it keeps coming back.
1: It does. It keeps it will coming not, back. It, it doesn't
0: have to be crazy, or intense, but it will until you address it. And there's a reason. Um, yeah. And I think everyone is intuitive in general. Absolutely. Some to more degrees. Some are more open. Some are highly shut off and are like hard. No. Um, and we all come in differently, but definitely something to not be ignored.
1: Yeah and like you know I also just want to say too as a parent like um there's lots of great readers out there but even just like dabbling a little bit into your child's astrology or like their human design can mm-hmm. really help give you tools this is like what like my if if, not, if you take nothing else from this podcast you just need some tools to help support your child so the more tools you have in your little toolkit is going to help. Right. So like Mm -hmm. understanding empathy, understanding, you know, psychic development, like understanding all of these little things, but like astrology can really help too. Like does your child have a lot of 12th house placements? Yeah. Okay. Like that might mean that they're a little bit more prone to some of the woo woo things, but also they may struggle with their mental health. I'm a North node 12th house. I am so like, definitely like no shocker there, but like, I've also really struggled with my mental health um, throughout my whole life. And Mm so that would have been really helpful to know that yeah. uh, that placement's there. Does your child have a lot of water signs? Well, like Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, probably mm-hmm. going to be a little bit more moody and emotional, right? Yeah. they have some fire signs? Aries, Scorpio, or not Scorpio? Sagittarius and Leo. Well, they're probably going to be a little bit more feisty.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like, just those little things can help. Um, just again, it's like one more tool, help you just understand your child just a little bit deeper. Right. Um, same with human design, like, you know, do you have a projector child? Well, they're probably not going to have a lot of energy. They're going to get tired really quick. Need to take breaks. Like, um, you can help them feel empowered by like asking them a better way to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do you have a manifestor child like me? (laughs) Let them as much as you can. I understand that like, it's hard as a parent, but like having them lead the way, create things yes. like, you know, uh, those, you just like little, like little hacks you can do to really help support and make your child feel understood. Right. But it's not like you need to like go become a human design reader to support your child. You just have yeah. to like, Google just, is like an amazing just resource. Google
0: human design and what it is, even yeah. the astrology. Cause I know a lot of that stuff can seem overwhelming at first. And it's like okay. all these things, I don't know what these things are. And it's like, listen, People do my astrology all the time. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I have yeah. zero idea. They're like, what are you? And I'm like, I'm an Aries. They're like, what's your sun and moon? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I literally have no idea. So it doesn't have to be like weird and out there. It's like, give yourself time. You can do it slow. You look, the whole the whole process is not quick. You're not going to have no. the answers right now in a month, in a year. It's This is a lifetime kind of thing you have to yeah. figure out how to work with.
1: And, and- like, it's just being open. Just being open and curious that's like all you need to do and you're like like my my kids saying some weird things about past lives okay well you know what like journey of souls by michael what's his name
0: love that book newton
1: newton yes Beautiful book, book to read, like highly recommended. Talk, like re- read that book. Listen yep. to the audio version. Like, you know, there's so many things that you like there, there's so many resources now. And I feel like this is becoming so much more mainstream, mm-hmm. um, which is why we're probably getting so many psychic children being yeah. born. Um, like it's no coincidence there. Your child's talking about like being from outer space. Cool, probably a star seed. Google that. Like, you <laughs> know, like there's so many things out there now, but, like so many books and resources. You just have to be curious and willing. To learn. Yeah. And
0: that. it seems weird, but it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's no big deal. Just Google. It's
1: totally no big deal. And we like, have
0: Google now. <laughs> we
1: have Google. And like nothing bad will happen to your child if they choose not to develop their abilities. I exactly. mean, nothing like I get that so often they're like, but they, like they need to become a psychic. And like, that's my one heel to die on. I'm like, it's their choice. If they choose yeah. to do anything with this, don't push it on them. Um, Just be there as a resource for them and like, listen to what they have to say. That's all you have to do yes. is just listen, be open um, and, you know, and be willing to give them the tools to help <laughs> support their journey, especially yeah. if they're super empathic.
0: Cause it doesn't go away.
1: <laughs> it doesn't go away. It, you can suppress it. It, but yeah. um learn from me. <laughs> that that can be a lot
0: of work. Suppressing it, <laughs> it will come find work. you,
1: <laughs> and you start to feel like you're a little bit crazy, right? Yes. And like it's it's you like internalize a Internalize a lot. Yeah, it's like you shake it and like you keep suppressing it, suppressing it, suppressing mm-hmm. it, and then you have this like little explosion, and now you're seeing figures at the end of your bed, and you're like, "Cool, I'm having a, like a psychotic break. This is awesome." <laughs> exactly. <you're> <laughs> Don't want to get that far. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. yes,
0: there are people out to. Out there, who can help? There is Google. Start there.
1: Yeah, reach Google's out. free. You know, reach out to so me. Reach resources. out to Bree. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always. Um, we always... know a lot of people. We do. <laughs> if we, we can't do. do it,
0: we know people.
1: <laughs> we totally do. Yeah. Um.
0: This is awesome. I like to end with like two questions, and the first one is, "What's the biggest advantage or reward you've experienced just being an intuitive person?"
1: Oh my goodness, I um, I would say the awareness I have of the magic that exists in the world, mm. um, is in- absolutely incredible. Like just, it's like, I have just this, this like deeper awareness of my world. I, I find so much magic and like, oh, there's like fairies in the garden. There's like, um, every animal I see is like a sign. Like my husband and I wrote for a walk last night and I was like, oh my gosh, look at the crows. Like, that's so cool. There's so many crows. Like to me, that feels like so spiritual, and he's like, yeah. "They're just birds, right?" You know, right? I'm like, okay. Like, I just got so much more out of that than he did. <laughs> he
0: you experience feels, the world differently.
1: I experience the world so much differently, yeah. um, and just you know, being able to also like deepen my relationships with people. Um, I feel like being very intuitive helps me with that, um, because I'm able and like it also comes with being an empath, but just being able to like understand people on a deeper level, like possibly even deeper than they understand themselves. Like mm-hmm. I'll be in conversations with my family and I'll just suddenly I'll get like a little hit about a past life they had, or like something from their childhood they haven't told me about. I'm like, mm, okay, interesting. I see that. Or like, I know the karmic relationship my mom and my sister have. Um, yeah. I just got that once like sitting there. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. interesting. So it helps me to be able to like um, I don't say like adjust what I'm doing, but kind of like have more empathy and also just like understand, you know, like they're doing their best based on, yes. you know, their, their lives and what they've dealt with and their past lives and their trauma and all those things. And so I'm here for a reason. Like I was brought in to, you know, help them heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just, I would say like it, it enriches my life so much and like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been challenging. It hasn't been the easiest road. Um, you know, as an Aries North node, I don't think I'm here to do anything easy. So (laughs) definitely here to, um, yeah, forge my own path, but it just, yeah, the the world is just so much more magical when you're in tune to, because being intuitive is just basically about being in tune to subtle energy, right? So you, you pick up on the energies of like people or, you know, just different things that are going on. And so being in tune to that, it's like, I don't know, it's like you're plugged into like a different frequency than everyone else. And it just, you're like, wow, this is so beautiful. Like life is just incredible. Like my husband looks at my crystals and sees a bunch of rocks. And like, I pick up a crystal and I can literally feel it vibrating. And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so magical. Like this crystal is making me feel so good. You know, and then like one of my favorite crystal stories is I have hundreds of crystals, so I I don't even know what half of them do anymore because I have so many. But I was in deep, deep grief, and I grabbed this one crystal, and I held it with me for like a week, and it really helped me move through that. And then I looked it up, and it's like um, Apache Tear, and it's literally to help you transcend grief, Um, right? Like, like who knew? I'm like, like where did this crystal even come from? I don't even remember buying this one, but like those experiences to me are so incredible. Whereas, you know, to someone who's not as awoken, like my poor husband would just be like, cool, a rock. That's yes. I'm glad it makes you feel good. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Right. So it's just, I, I feel like it's such a gift to be able to feel so deeply and like feel the experience the world so deeply. And so while it's challenging to live my human life, um, it just brings me so much joy. So
0: absolutely. Love that answer. Um, and number two, tell the people one thing fun about yourself that we don't know about Ooh. anything. It's just open-ended.
1: Um, uh, one thing fun about myself. Um, uh, okay, so this is like no one's gonna be surprised. I'm a cancer son. Um, so I'm a giant animal nutcase. Um, but I grew up as like a little country bumpkin. And I actually used to, when I was a teenager, I used to show rabbits. Um, and I had racing pigeons.
0: (laughs) Racing pigeons. Racing (laughs)
1: pigeons. So I had a whole coop of pigeons. Um, and my best friend lived like two miles down the road. And so we both had pigeons and we used to swap pigeons and write each other notes and like put them in these little carrier things. We're such nerds. My husband makes fun of me. He's like, You were such a loser in high school. (laughs) And (laughs) we used to like send each other letters on these like carrier pigeons that's
0: um, awesome though like you yeah. want to do that and be like hey go send this note to my friend at their house isn't that so cool
1: um I think I still have some of those notes actually like you know that where, is I
0: awesome know, 15
1: years I later love yeah that. So that's oh super God. random I don't think anyone else knows that except for like my husband my best friend but
0: now we're about to put it out there
1: yeah now the whole world knows but I'm like a total animal nutcase so I that's always some, like Harry
0: Potter me. stuff you know
1: yeah yeah totally okay
0: all right. I mean, so. I'm not surprised now that you said it.
1: <laughs> right. No one, no one will be shocked if you know me. Um, but yeah, the, the rabbits were fun too. So we used to travel all around Ontario and like show rabbits and we actually won like best in show. Wow. Like, yeah, we were like pretty, pretty legit little farm kids. So
0: that's cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, if you want to connect with Brie or find out more about her, You can go to her website, daylightoracle.com. You can follow her on Instagram at daylightoracle also. And she also has a podcast, The Lightworker Connection. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, all the platforms.
1: All the places.
0: Um, Brie also does readings and I will vouch for her myself. I have called her in crisis. Um, And been (laughs) like, let's book a reading. That was a wild day. Um, That was a wild day. Super, super helpful. Uh, I just love Brie's energy. She's very... I don't know. I just, I'm very particular with people, and I'm like, I just love your energy. It's great.
1: Oh, thanks. Um,
0: but you mentioned a course that you're creating, and yes. if you could tell us a little bit about that,
1: it's still in its early stages of inception. But um, I have been feeling called to create this course on how to find your soul's purpose, like your soul's calling. Um, so it's going to be um a course basically all about finding true happiness. And like, that sounds so silly, but I feel like that's something that we come into this really tough third dimension earth school to try to figure out, like, it's a journey of remembering of like why we came here to, and I really believe like our soul's purpose is to find your light, whatever unique little thing it is that lights you up and share that with the world. And like, that sounds great, but like, how the heck do you do that? especially when you're dealing with like, you know, like your mortgage and like, like human problems. Um, and I think even being like a super psychic intuitive person, I get bogged down in the human too. And sometimes I feel like so disconnected from spirit and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been like a week and I haven't meditated or pulled cards. And so it's kind of this course that's all designed to help you reconnect back to that. And like, listen to those little whispers of your soul. And like, it's going to be really practical. Like I might be a super woo-woo person, but I'm pretty grounded in this reality. And I think it's so important to remember that we are here having a human existence for a reason. Like we're our, our whole experience in this plane is to experience being human and experience having emotions and struggles. And, um, I think spiritual bypassing is probably a whole other podcast that I could talk about, yes. but I think that that's something you need to be really aware of. And so, yeah, so this course is just going to be all about how to, how to find that little light inside yourself and like how to cultivate it and how to really connect with what makes your soul light up, like what makes you happy um, and like live a life of like fulfillment and satisfaction. Um, because I, that's what we're all here for. Like, I know for myself, like when I first had my spiritual awakening, I was Googling, like, how about my life's purpose? Like something's missing. I know I'm supposed to be doing more. Like, and I've also like, I really struggle with depression and I've Googled like how to be happy. Well, like, Mm -hmm. how do I do this? Like, what is happiness? I don't even know what that feels like. Um, and so I'm going to talk about that in the course too. Of just like, you know, like what is happiness? How do we feel happy? You know, I, Um, I used every single birthday as a young adult, I used to wish to be happy. That was my birthday candle wish. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I kind of realized that it's not a thing that makes you happy. It's a choice that you like find within yourself to be happy despite the insanity that's going on around you. So yeah, that's kind of a little tangent there, but basically the course is about just, you know, getting into alignment with your, your soul's purpose so that you can live a life where you just. Oh, you're like yes, okay. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I love this. This is what well, I, why I'm here. So I
0: have to say, it sounds amazing, and I might be taking it. So
1: <laughs> perfect. I was I'm like, I'm sold.
0: You. This is yeah. my internal struggle. <laughs> i like, in. <laughs> and I'm not surprised at it's all.
1: Everyone's struggle, right? Like, it, I I really feel that. Like, no matter how many courses we can take about like spiritual development and mediumship and psychic and spirit guides and angel readings, it's like we still struggle. Yes, it's like. You know being happy with what am I supposed to do? Like, I still have this struggle, you know. Like, I have this beautiful business and I still struggle. I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, Are we hundred percent sure, you know? So I
0: just laugh. This is no accident today <laughs> that we're talking at all. I'm it just it never like, is. It's <laughs> laughing so hard inside. And I'm like, oh my.
1: It but- never is. It's always so aligned. I love right.
0: it. <laughs> I wanted to thank you so much. I love talking to you. I literally could talk to you all day and just Let's just podcast all day long. It
1: sounds amazing. Different I also, topic. I also love your energy. So I feel like <laughs> we're kind of laughing because I, this morning was a bit of a grumpy bear. I, like, I was yeah. like, I'm having the worst day and I'm so excited to talk to Jen because I know it's going to be so high vibe and I'm going to feel amazing after. Right. And it's sure great. enough. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to thank you so much. You're going to be the first episode out and I am super excited about it. And I actually feel really good about it now. Cause it was a little unsure before.
1: I think <laughs> I'm it's like, what am series. I doing? What
0: am I creating?
1: No, but, but it's so important. And I, I am actually really excited to follow along. Cause like we talked about, this is a little bit of a closet yeah. passion of mine and you know, I'm excited to follow along. And I think that, you know, so many people will benefit from this and just, it's about like, and it's not shaming anyone. It's not like, you know, nope. your parents screwed you up or anything like that. It's just like, hey, if as someone who lived this experience, here's something that would have helped me yes. if it was done differently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. and it's, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for your You're time.
1: welcome. And
0: I know we'll be talking again.
1: But... Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and go give Bree's stuff a follow. Uh, keep an eye out for her course. I'm sure I'll be taking it. So uh, you may see me in there if you join. <laughs> And um, I hope you all have a great day. Thank you, Bree, so much.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a review or rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to share with friends. And if you're interested in getting a reading from me, you can book directly on jencostamedium.com. Have an awesome day, and thanks for taking the time to listen.